0: goals I think are similar to rules often I'll be like in my 30s I'm experimenting with goals you know because in my 20s I was like man (laughs) fuck the goal I'm just going to do something and actually (laughs) guess what it's way cooler to have a goal and get the shit done and actually shit that thing than be that fool who just talked about that shit that never happened
1: it totally is it just totally it really really is but yeah that was me Welcome to two Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the fan-freaking-tastic Evan Laruva. Evan is a creative problem solver. He loves to build, organize, curate, and connect. He, as you'll see, is bold, artistic, and unorthodox, and smiles a lot because he's happy, engaged, and passionate about his work. Kevin believes in a better world and loves to create new solutions and approaches to big problems and is confident in his ability to deliver an exceptional result. As an entrepreneur and a nonprofit founder, he's well-versed in a broad range of strategic operations and he's bold about creating value and impact through innovative solutions. At his core, he's a writer and curator, which allows him to creative direct and project manage around a common goal, campaign, business, or organization. Welcome to too legitimate to quit. Evan. My neighbor, my friend. What do small businesses need to focus on this week?
0: Wow, such a such a, a loaded question potentially i I thought it
1: started off pretty easy for you you know you know but
0: hey this is what we're here for we want to we want (laughs) to chew on the 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 better bits but yeah no you know my brain goes straight to resistance Mm. yeah right because i mean i think probably the tendency could be like to go super strategic pretty like in the weeds straight away like uh i think there's probably some really important strategic areas that a lot of businesses are are neglecting, one that comes to mind is like SEO. But like, instead of talk about why a lot of businesses are falling down on the job, small or large really uh, on SEO, uh, my brain goes to resistance.
1: That's totally true. I myself resist SEO on a daily basis.
0: Right? So maybe it's both, maybe it's both, right? Perfect, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, you and every other small business owner uh, that doesn't understand SEO, like, fuck it, I guess tomorrow, maybe, or not, maybe we'll push it again tomorrow. Uh, but uh, There's yeah. always
1: hope. There's always hope that tomorrow I will hey. rise up against the resistance.
0: Hey, maybe. But I mean, you know, and that's, I guess, why I, I focus on the resistance piece. I was going to say that, like, I need to pass the rock where the rock must be passed in that I think I'm thinking about resistance a lot these days because uh, I just finished up this super rad Alt-MBA program that Seth yeah! does. Yeah! Uh,
1: Congratulations!
0: Thanks. It was, like, exhausting and awesome. Um, and, you know, I could probably do a 45-minute testimonial on it, but if, but in lieu of doing that, um, you know, I think one big theme that came up in that work, just, like, a lot of really amazing individuals in the program, but, like, a lot of times it comes down to resistance, right, as a business owner or just yep. in our in our personal lives, like, Why are we not doing the thing that uh, quite possibly will very much help us get to where we're trying to go, right? Like, and why might we be resistant to a dope solution for our business, right? I mean,
1: that exact resistance is why I have a freaking job. I call it sales avoidance. But what it is, is really it's ask resistance, right? It's I know I should do this. Right. I kind of know how to do this or I know enough to just do it and figure it out and fix it in post. Sure. And yet I just don't. And for me, yes. For me, that's not sales. For me, that is SEO. Nailed it. Okay. also things like (sighs) hiring and firing people.
0: For sure. Uh, One, no, and I think that's a huge one. I think another one would just be, to not even make it like so pointed, but kind of to like bring it back to every day. I actually wrote a little something about this today, one of my little ditties, but it's basically about kind of identifying this resistance and kind of uh, dancing with it a bit or kind of like delving mm-hmm. into it a little bit is where really all the, where really all the upside is, right? Like, and that I think it kind of ties into the kind of like rat race, like jump back on the hamster wheel thing that happens to us at the beginning of any of our days, right? Especially as small business owners or leaders, right? So you go, oh shit, I got hell of stuff to do still. And it's 9am and I haven't meditated yet. So I don't have time to meditate, even though I know that calms me down, gets me strategic, makes me feel good, gets me vibed out, gets me creative. And so we go ahead and we jump back onto the hamster wheel, even though people like you and I are doing what the fuck we're doing because we're not swimming with the crowd, right? We're trying to start something new, differentiate, like, I mean, all your stuff is like, I, I love how you bring a cool new lens uh, to the sales stuff, right? And But I also think there's this kind of piece of like, I think for all of us, we can kind of relate whether we're in a small business or we go work for a huge company, this kind of like inertia that propels us back onto the hamster wheel each day. And so that's a that's a huge type of resistance that I probably think all of us could relate to without like going super granular on like, SEO, yes. email buildup, uh, hiring and firing, right? But
1: you're right. I mean, for me, it's categorical. Like, I tend to resist the same things over and over. Of course you do. I'm very, like, do. loyal. Yes. Right? That's with my why resistance. it's resisting. I'm not fickle with my resistance, right? I'm not like, oh, today I don't want to do this, and tomorrow I don't want to do that. It's like, I never want to do my SEO ever. But <laughs> I think that's so totally true that, like, everybody's got at least one of those things. That even on a day when you are cooking with gas, even Mm -hmm. on a day when you are flying high, you know, the record scratches when you look down at your to-do list and the next thing is that thing. You're like, damn it. I was having such a good day. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It can still be a good day. You can still ride this high, right? Like, have fun. But it's like, sure. oh, great. Urgh! Now I got to do this. Turn around. Turn off the enthusiasm. But you're yeah. also so totally right. Because one of the things that you mentioned, too, is like self-freaking care.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Let's go even For further. Sure. Self-fucking care. Like, Yeah. Everybody talks about self-care all the time. Yeah. And it's more fashionable it's these days. important. Huh? Right? And that's because it's important. And yeah, yet, it really is. yet, it's still the number one thing that we procrastinate. It's still the number one thing that we replace. And I am guilty of the hell of this. If I look at my calendar and exactly to your point before, if I'm like, oop, woke up late today, can't box, got to get straight to work, even though I know the quality of my work will be better, even though I know I'm still just like, yeah, but I'm tight. I got to go. Like, let's come on TikTok. And that is resistance. That is resistance to prioritizing myself as business owner.
0: Totally. Right. And I think like, if we just extrapolate a little bit, it's about prioritizing at all and across our business, right? Like I find reprioritizing the most necessary, frequent, and like pertinent aspect of my job as a small business owner like a lot of times yeah. and you know and actually not an owner I, I run a nonprofit, so i technically don't own the business i have the same obviously level of proximity and attention the people and stress own and the business yeah well you know uh almost not quite but uh <laughs> uh no but you know just that I, I mean i think that we can all kind of plug in the thing that is like pushing us to move too fast right and this like this phrase Keeps coming back to me around resistance, which is like moving too fast to get anything done, right? And I think yeah. uh, media, uh, news cycles, uh, digital, global, interconnected—like nothing ever stops. Like how many tweets just happened since I said that last that word four words ago, right? So it's like, oh
1: my god! I think
0: that that what what the resistance is. I think I see it a lot of times in our culture, and I'd relate to it in this way as like just jumping back on the hamster wheel, even when we don't need to. And I do think there was kind of like a point that I came to maybe like, like six, seven years ago where I was just like, I can't work harder. Right. Like, um, that was before I had, that was before I had kids. Oh my
1: God. Now you seriously can't work harder because you have kids.
0: There's other things going on for sure. But I mean, I think like nothing like a constraint. Right. So like, in thinking about like my own resistance and trying not to jump back onto the hamster wheel every fucking morning. Yes. When I meditate, I'm better. I I do better thinking. I move slower. I'm less reactive, less switching costs between all these different shiny uh, things that distract me. Right. Um, (laughs) And when I say when I make my top three, this is like and I probably stole this from someone that I read it in a book. From by, you know, by someone much more intelligent than I Well then like,
1: thanks to whoever we're stealing it from. Thanks to whoever's Evan, idea Take it this away. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's mine
0: now. Uh no, just that a top three, right? Like yeah. no matter what work that we do, if you got yeah. these three things done by noon, you were you could yeah. feel like you could just like fuck off the rest of the day. Um that's oh. my that's my best to-do list, right? And also so just that like
1: Holly, my friend Holly yes. Haynes was on the show talking about the royal family and she introduced me to her version of that which is called the cake method
0: okay it
1: is everyday you get a three layer cake and everything Perfect. beyond that is is sprinkles or icing or ice cream or something and so everyday If you get your cake layers done, you decide what they are in advance. If you get your cake layers done, you see if you have enough energy, time, enthusiasm, whatever. If you want to do sprinkles or icing, if you want to dress the cake. But then otherwise, if your layers are complete, they're complete. I think about cake every single day. I think that's I the only that. strategy that has made me like gain serious weight, though, because I'm like, all right, so my cake today is, and how much do I have left on my cake? And then all day I'm like, I have the mad munchies, yo. Like, <laughs> well, I need. Some how do sugar. I relate this to cake again? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I love that version. But also, yes, that idea of like the most critical, needle-moving, earth-shattering yeah. things I have to do today are these three things.
0: Totally. Right. And I think, you know, most times it's not like email and meetings. So like, yes, you know, if we were going to get slightly granular, I'd probably lop those off um, yes. and just think about like, like you said, what what moves the needle? Um, And I think we all kind of know that in, internally. Right. And there's going to be resistance around that as well. But like, that's what awareness is. Right. I think as an individual or a business owner is to be like, uh what is my resistance to these things that we need to test as drivers of delivering the mission the impact the value um you know to the customers or communities that we work with um and so yeah i mean i think i think resistance looks uh resistance manifests itself in so many uh in
1: so many uh, ways. ways she's
0: like water she finds she finds all the the cracks yeah she flows
1: yeah. into all right. things right. but you know I feel like the cousin of resistance in this way is also this I don't know if it's new or if we're just aging into it but this cult of busyness
0: I talk about that a lot I think I think that's the that, that hamster wheel jumping back on you in the morning is for sure yes. the cult of busy for sure yeah it's tough I
1: it eats at me because I love downtime. I'm an only child. I could stare at the wall for hours and be blissed yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I am fine. I I live in a rich fantasy life in my own head. I have an <laughs> incredible vinyl collection. Yeah. I was going to say, and three pets. Like, I'm fine, yeah. right? But it's still, that's in my, like, personal time. It's still really hard for me, even with cake, to. Not want to fill the vacuum with more yep. crap,
0: totally, and I think that has to do with that kind of pace of the river that we're a part of, right like yes. everything's slowing at that speed, and that's part of what compels us to to go ahead and jump back on, but you know, I'm sure your audience like you know even just knowing your work and and who you know and work with like it's a group of people who we're building either new things or like iterating on stuff because we see like cool new ways to contribute. And so, you know, if we're, if we're doing that as far as like the actual work um, each day, then like we, it really is incumbent upon us to also customize and like shape our workflow in ways that works for us. Like we're not tied to that desk anymore. So like, Right. we can really untether that a bit think about when our energy um, is best suited to really knock out the big stuff um i mean that's another uh a book that i mention a lot um when the science of perfect timing by uh, i think daniel pink Ooh, um yeah. just about like knowing when you're is- when you're vibed up when your energy's up like i know that like mm-hmm. I- i'm vibed up in the morning like it's bright i'm optimistic i've got caffeine i've got chronic i'm ready to roll and so, like yep. I protect my mornings almost religiously, right, like yes. um, just like you can't fuck with that time, I need that time to do my big work, and uh, you know, you'll get a response to that email from me, you know by the end of the day, if I don't happen to get you back with my thumbs from my phone at some point in between things, right, so like <laughs> maybe everyone else can can get back to their work as well, right, but like it's uh it's uh you know like. We have to customize this stuff. There's no reason (laughs) for us to. That's such a great
1: line, like, hey, baby, I'll catch you up with my phone later. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what? No, I mean, I realized the other day, I went, my thing used to be, like, I'll get back to you within 24 business, like, one business. And then I changed it, and I had this, like, humongous, like, not even resistance, like, straight Mm -hmm. up nausea about being, like, I will get back to you within two days. And then this last week, now that I'm busy as hell and it's summer and it's nine gajillion degrees, I said something in an email just to one person, not as a blanket policy. But I said, you know, right now I'm running in about three days. And I sent it and I thought I was going to faint. Yeah. And then I got it back to her within three days. And she was like, you said three days and you got it back to me in two and a half. That's amazing. I'm like. This right. whole time I was like this woman's going to hate me. I can't yeah. get to this email fast enough and it's like enough enough. Yeah,
0: I think I think you're right and I think like that's mostly like uh that has to do with that river that's moving too fast all around us more than it is yep. like I think any like super need for like anything to get done quicker than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a mm-hmm. few exceptions yep. to it, but um I think it's also just about uh um you know, you, uh, success in business also breeds confidence and confidence breeds stability and stability right. usually breeds a little more strategy or thoughtfulness. Right. Um, right. so it's a bit of a chicken in the egg too. Like when you're able to Absolutely. like stack some wins and kind of chill out and convey more confidence, less thirst. Um Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good, that's a that's a snowball that grows as it rolls downhill, right? Like you can you can build on that for sure.
1: Absolutely. You know, one thing that's also coming up is like you mentioned that you run a nonprofit. We have all kinds of listeners here at TLTQ, different kinds of small businesses and everything else. But I want I would be remiss having you here and not and talking about resistance and not asking you this question, which is. For you, both as an artist and someone that runs an art-centered nonprofit and right. as, art is your world.
0: Sure, So
1: many artists that become entrepreneurs or so many artists that work to sell their art in any way come across so much resistance mm. to selling, to pricing, sure. to marketing, to... Any, any admin. Of aspect of the business, any admin stuff at all, yeah. anything perceived as left brain or
0: mm-hmm. work
1: of like a grunt work type way. What do you say out there to our listeners who are artists who are encountering that resistance?
0: No, yeah, I love that. I mean, I think like um, artists as much as any of us kind of have to get clear on like what that's about. Right. I think A lot of us like to make because, um, I mean, and I I kind of tend to differentiate between expression and communication, right? So like, yeah, I think it's important, right? Because like when we're expressing something, it's pretty unfiltered. It's raw. It's take it or leave it, motherfucker. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to get this out, right? And so I think there's a lot of creative people and artists for whom that's entirely it. They really don't give a shit if anyone sees it, if it earns any money. Right. If there's any kind of collaboration or dialogue or sharing, it's really, they need to get it out. And it's not about communicating, right? And it's
1: not for them. Um, it's and that's not fair. for the buyer. It's for the artist.
0: Totally. And I don't, I don't, uh, I think that's fine. If you want to do that, that's totally cool. I think what a lot of times what happens is artists end up getting, um, either they 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 don't know what they don't know, or they get, discouraged about the chances of them being able to make a career out of their art and then it becomes the the tail that wags the dog, right? Because on the other side of this, um, you know, the most the, the of all the entrepreneurs I know, um, the highest percentage of them are artists. Right. So like these small business, these artists that are also small business people are actually more common than business people who are business people. Right but I think there's kind of this starving artist' bullshit and like kind of stuff that, yeah, you know quite frankly, budding artists have been told by their parents or other people about the likelihood that they'll be able to do that, so I think it's like if you just want to express yourself cool, but let's be honest about the degree to which you've like uh you know maybe accepted some of these ideas about how hard it will be to make your art viable or a career, and so you limit it kind of like. Inherently, right? In this expression versus communication kind of, you know, a setup or framework, we go over to the communication side, we're actually thinking about like sharing it with people, like making it real. So, like someone needs to buy the art on your website easily. They need to be able to find the shit. They need to know yeah. that you are a digital photography artist as opposed to a landscape painter, right? There's all these other right. things. Totally. And so I think there's like um, I think if you're about exp- just expressing yourself, then dope. You don't have to worry about um, uh, that other stuff. But I think I, I think a lot of times a res- the resistance is to, like you say, those other things that an artist would need to do to make their art viable. And uh, I would encourage all artists to get over that shit if they actually do want to make their art a career. Because I think this other soapbox for me is that it's easier than it ever has been in the histi- history of this planet to make it as a professional artist. So like, fucking you're alive now, like 2021, let's do it, you know? But I think like what you want your art to be um, um, and kind of thinking about it as expression versus communication can help, I think, as far as like identifying where that resistance actually lies for us.
1: That's totally true. That's entirely true. And you're right. It never has been easier. It's still hard. It's still freaking hard. But it never has been easier. And I feel like outside, as a a lover of art and a purchaser of art, correct me if I'm wrong on this because I'm looking at it from that vantage point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like especially now, we hunger for expression. Like, we're very hungry for art right now. Especially visual art, because we haven't had the opportunity for a lot of the performative arts because of COVID and everything else. But totally. like I'm seeing and especially coming out of isolation, like the amount of phenomenal murals that have sprung up around the city of Chicago and the amount of people honoring them, taking pictures of them tagging the artist in the picture that they take of them which is like yeah. so totally different because normally it's just like let me take a selfie with this thing and then move on with my life like now I'm actually seeing people right. say like this is on the corner of here and here the artists involved were this and this and by tagging right. kids, I donated two dollars to such and such like I feel like we are yeah. in a moment where we Probably. are giving not everybody obviously a lot of people don't give a shit but but yeah I feel like I feel like sometimes the world feels like our artists feel like the world don't care about them, but I feel yeah. like right now there is more care. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely do. I mean, I think aside from just like where we are, like in, in technology, right, you can like sell your art, like on demand, like, uh, you know, globally uh, is like, you know, I mean, that stuff's pretty amazing. But I do think particularly coming out of COVID, like, as an artist and a curator and someone that builds community like i am and quite frankly someone who's like super fucking lucky to like really not have had to worry about a lot of like the big shit that people have had to worry about over the past year plus right just like yeah. kind of still being able to you know think about life uh abundantly and like without kind of a lot of those anxieties um yeah, that just like I'm super excited about like sheepishly because of what I just said, you know. Um I'm super excited about the art and the solutions and the opportunities to build community that are going to come out of this. Like
1: Yeah, um, those three things. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Art, solutions and opportunities for community? Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: yes, yes. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, and it's uh so I guess that's another kind of thing that I kind of come back to as far as like, uh, yeah, just feeling like grateful to be in the seat that I'm a- in um, as far as, yeah, being able to like build this organization, found and build this organization that like I believe in and kind of like create, um, create some of those new, like I Paint My Mind is a new unique solution um, for how we solve ensuring the fact you know, ensuring that all communities have access to the power of art, right? Um, Those of us who have been moved and changed and inspired and catapulted by creative Mm -hmm. things, like, inherently, yeah, we want everybody to have that access, right? So I think, like, um, I'm excited to see the solutions that will come out of this, the new businesses, the new offerings, the new ways that art is offered, delivered, communicated. Um, You know, I think, I mentioned him all the time, but Toby and Wigwe, this Nigerian American rapper uh, from Houston. I'm um, all about everything he does. He and his team are, um, they're just creative geniuses. They can't stop making dope shit. And aside from being one of the a dope rapper, he, they, they did this incredible thing over COVID where they rented out a theater in Houston and did like a four boom arm camera live show that they sold tickets to worldwide. Right. So like, that's amazing. Like that's, Uh, that's that's evolutionary
1: that's evolutionary yes yes you're right that's beyond innovative that's evolutionary that is the next phase
0: totally and you know i think you know like we said like whether it is um like art or new businesses or new new social movements ways ways of of communicating and building community i mean i think there's going to be a lot of really i mean i'm already feeling that like excitement in the city you know just like yeah. People coming back and like opening up and being able to have coffees with people in person, like yes. wild stuff that is actually like rich and connective and i I think it's like you know, yeah, there's a connection deficiency there there was in our culture before this bullshit,
1: yeah,
0: and like if I'm positive that there like if you're doing something like creative that makes people feel good mm-hmm. and brings people together coming out of this like. You'll probably have a pretty good time.
1: <laughs> I just I love that you brought up coffee dates because remember we were supposed to have one in March of twenty twenty.
0: March? Oh my gosh, we sure did. Yeah, that we got, had that it all it We were going to go to
1: Seoul. It got pushed like four times because they were still peddling <laughs> oh this gosh. idea that quarantine was going to be like two to six weeks. And so when they said two, you and I on LinkedIn messaging of all things, you and I are like, okay we can't meet in March. Let's meet in April. Okay. We can't meet in March or we can't meet in April. Let's meet in May. Okay. We can't meet in May. Let's meet in June. And then finally after that, after like three months, that, whatever, like screw it. I'll see you on the flip brother. Like I yeah. will see that. <laughs> Sometimes
0: it's, uh, it's a wash. You got to keep it moving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I you're love
1: like, oh, well. that you brought that up because I had totally forgotten about that. that That's is awesome. Totally hysterical. All right. Yeah. Well, Here's a ringer for you. Just a total random question. Yeah. What can small business owners and nonprofits and artists glean as inspiration from the Big Lebowski?
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You got this. Wow. Wow. That is, ooh, I was, that's a good one. Well, you know, this. cross this line. You do not. You know, uh, it, you, you got to market a zero. All right. So, so yeah. I think, uh, we've got Donnie. We've got our bowling alley. Um, <laughs> we got our shut the fuck up, Donnie. The yeah. world does not start and stop at your convenience.
1: That is um,
0: true. I, I love, I love, I mean, obviously that, that scene particularly, I, I think it's like constraints. It's yes. like, it's a funny way to think about about constraints all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's pulling out a gun in the in the bowling alley he's like put the fucking gun away man right Walter and maybe-
1: is resistance <laughs> Walter totally is resistance he I mean think of it that way if you were gonna give resistance a voice it would scream in your face that you're out of your element and tell you to shut up like <laughs> that is totally true.
0: I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. No but you know and I mean there there I, I I do you know if Donnie I don't think we ever see for sure if Donnie's toe did go over the line, right? So we don't have like an instant replay of the situation. But um, you know, this is um I think I think rules help. Like I yes. I have resistance, I have resistance to rules. Like, and I probably should have done this top three, get my top three done before noon strategy like a decade ago, because I would have gotten so much more shit done, right? But I think it's like, um, especially for those of us who are creative, what um what constraint are we resisting that would like probably help us make something really cool?
1: I just talked about this yesterday about how long I resisted having an online calendar. Like I was like, now you're is, rocking a calendar calendar. Hell yeah. I, uh, acuity. Thank you. Let's get it right. But, oh, there you go. Um, there you go. But like, I was so obnoxious about my paper calendars and I still have them. That has not changed. But I was like, I can never. You can keep
0: them. I have
1: it still. Right. But I was like, I will never. I don't want people to have that much access to my time. Okay, guess what? Guess what? Put boundaries in it. Right? Like, yeah, I yeah. don't have to take more than a certain number of calls per day. But I love that you said that, like, totally. rules Rules are actually super freeing yeah. and reduce resistance Because you get to use willpower in a box. And one of my favorite books, The Willpower Mm. Instinct, talks about how willpower is not an unlimited resource. Yeah. When we're done, we're done. Right? Right. But as such, you can grow it like a muscle. You can increase it. You can, like, Mm -hmm. get more than you had the day before through practice. But it's still finite. It still stops. And so I feel like what you're talking about with rules is if I know how much willpower a task is going to exert me, but I also know how much is not because I have a rule or a boundary set there, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to get resistance about something that I can emotionally prepare for.
0: hundred percent. And also just that like, and I think it's just to be blunt about the fact that creative people have problems with uh constraints like I think like <laughs> like 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 designers are probably the best because mostly most of what they're doing is an edit yeah right but I think really outside maybe like graphic design architecture um like a few like pretty like precise, <laughs> like incredibly precise arts um, you know, I think the tendency is to be like, well, I don't need any fucking rules. That's why I'm making art so that there would be no rules. And yes, for sure. Um, but you know, a similar kind of um goals I think are similar to rules, right? Like I I yeah. I often I'll be like, in my thirties, I'm experimenting with goals, you know, because in my twenties I was like, man, <laughs> fuck the goal. I'm just gonna do something. And actually, <laughs> guess what? It's way cooler to have a goal and get the shit done and actually shit that thing (laughs) than be that fool who just talked about that shit that never happened.
1: It totally is. It just totally. It really, really is. But yeah, that was me.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, and the older I get, I think um, the actionable, like Mm -hmm. practical, Mm -hmm. completed to the point where we can now test it and make it better. That's like the coolest shit to me you know
1: yes and i call that like viable and viable like if it's both right so it's but totally to the artist like to your point before like if you don't want to have rules in your art that is your prerogative as an artist but if you are an art business Mm. you're gonna have to bring in some rules so be as like unfettered as you want jackson pollock do your thing but like you're going to have to rein it in a little bit when it comes to running the business.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, I think it's, a lot. Depending. Yeah, a lot. And I mean, I think, you know, at the same time, like a lot of these tools and I think like these these whippersnappers these days, they can they can do anything, you know. <laughs> uh, no, but like, honestly, just like, you know, it's amazing to me to think about like tools and like digital tools and how publishing, no matter what you're publishing, has become easier and easier and easier and easier. So where you have like these little short like publishing video series and shit, you know what I mean? Like out of nowhere. And so like, I'm really excited also. And we, we talk about this a lot within the context of like the work I paint my mind does in schools um, with our art programs with, with kids. Is that like, this is really all about like building, building this muscle where um, we trust ourselves to make something even though we don't know how it's going to turn out Mm -hmm. right and like for me um I think art is so much broader and like all-encompassing than just paint and stencils or any type of artistic medium that we would think about I think you're a great example like you bring art to the way you talk about and share strategy and thinking and thought leadership around sales and partnerships and value and like authentic, genuine, personal relationships, right? So, I mean, I think like there's, you can, uh, teachers are artists. Yes. Art is how we do something. It's not the medium. Yes.
1: Teachers are artists. There are also salespeople. Parents are salespeople.
0: Yeah, yeah got to sell that lesson to 30 kids all at once
1: (laughs) right and then with your own kids like when's the last time you got your kids to do something they didn't want to do because you knew that they had to yeah that's sales there
0: you go there you go there you go yeah i can't
1: even i mean i can't speak to the artistry of parenting because you're way braver than me but we'll
0: see
1: we'll see we'll (laughs) We'll see see how they turn out but, you know, you you snuck in one more thing there. And before I let you go, I want to yeah. bring that up because Lebowski is very much an ensemble piece, even though it's centered on these two Lebowskis, right? Yeah. And Lebowski and the dude. But one thing that you had brought up previously is this idea that it's never been so easy to have a thriving art business online or in the world or whatever. I yeah. think one of the other things is it's never been so easy to find your people and find yeah. people that understand your vision will grow your vision with you and also are phenomenal potential collaborators for you. Do you have any tips or advice around opening yourself up to connection in that way?
0: Wow. I love that.
1: Because a lot of people have resistance to collaboration. A lot of people have resistance yeah. to showing stuff before it's done, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think like, to me that just comes back to this testing piece you know like I, I often think about like how precious people are about like the copy on their website yeah and you're like yo 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 like we can change it six times before one o'clock uh-huh.
1: so like
0: so like fucking get it up and move on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um right and like so I think it's like with the art piece It's like, just do it. It's building that muscle. It's like, ship it again, ship it again, ship it again. It's never like uh, getting something to where we want it to be, um, whether like art in every kind of typical way we would consider it, or in like we're offering our, our business. It's so much more about doing that over and over again. So that like next time you trust yourself to do it and they take it to 80%, not know for sure how it gets to ninety nine percent, but because of this dance you do with, like you said, like who you serve, like who's actually really going to this future state that you're trying to create, then like it's a totally different situation, right? I think like um, that's one thing that has really been awesome. I think as far as some of the work we've been doing at I Paint My Mind recently around really honing in on, like you said, who's going where we're going, and for us that's about the power of art and making that accessible and equitable in Chicago or any major city because it's like a data point for whether or not this is actually this meritocracy where anyone can be what right. they like all this stuff right okay so let's let's help provide art access and equity and equity when it comes to inspiration as much as anything else and so whether you're an artist or a business leader or a teacher that we work with like if you're bought into the power of art and this better future that we believe in, like that's really what we're trying to focus on because we know that means you want to go where we're going. Also, it's like thinking about who we serve as far as worldview, not demographic. Yes, yes. I, I was having a hard yes. time putting a uh, fine no, point on it, totally, but that's it.
1: That's completely true, though. It is. It is about like and and the world worldview and world. This is not the right term, but like world hope, like what are we collaboratively building? We got to ally with the people that are building the same future, right? Whatever that is. Totally. For people out there who want to learn and hopefully donate to I Paint My Mind, what's the best way for them to learn about what y'all are doing?
0: Yeah, so um, you can absolutely visit us at ipaintmymind.org. We are, I Paint My Mind on all the social things. And yeah, you know, I think it really has to do with what we just mentioned. We would love anyone who believes in the power of art ensuring all kids have access and all communities have access to that power. Yeah, totally smash that donate button on our website. Mm-hmm. We also have like a really awesome and unique model where the art rental services and custom mural services that we offer businesses. Um, we've worked with like Adidas, DocuSign, LinkedIn, some really, some really awesome companies. Whenever companies hire us for those services, it helps us create and deliver free and low cost art programs uh, to underserved schools throughout our city. So, um, yeah, there's really cool information about our model, basically how we turn these art projects into more impact, uh, on that page as well.
1: And what about your art, Evan?
0: Oh yes. Yes. I mean, I, uh, it's funny, um, running an art organization and advocating for artists for so long. Um, I even, I hadn't even put artists like on my LinkedIn page until like very recently. um, just interesting Like, they talk about resistance right but uh right? anyway yeah um i've made some pretty fun um like fine art photography work over the past couple years um where i take these a bunch of like really like microcosm type photos of very textured walls and i do all kinds of like cool color work manipulation to make them super gnarly and colorful and fun and uh, i'm releasing a couple like super limited edition prints uh, on my website, evanlarufa.com, over the next couple of months and throughout the summer and into the fall. So, um, yeah, excited to make some art myself.
1: My world hope involves repopularizing the word gnarly. I'll help you. That's my world hope. There you go. You
0: I'll go, I'll go there with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got one more question for you. It's the most important question I've asked all day. It's the Lebowski yes. question. Be okay. honest. Yes. Are you a good bowler?
0: Uh, I like had, um, like, like about like a year in time, uh, when I was like a pretty decent bowler, but Uh like that was like 20 years ago. So I'd say I probably suck at bowling right now.
1: I need bumpers at all times. So there you have it. folks. You can run a successful small business or nonprofit and be a shit bowler. It doesn't matter. Everybody. I hope that you have loved having Evan here as much as I have. Evan, thank you so much for being here.
0: It was my pleasure. Thanks so much.
1: Y'all, I will be back in one second with my final thought and your homework for the week. And obviously, like I just told you, I'm a terrible bowler, so it will not involve bowling. Don't worry. Well, hey there, listeners. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. As Evan and I discussed, if my inner critic chose to speak only in Big Lebowski quotes, that one would be the most popular choice. When we stray from our lane, we encounter resistance, maybe in the form of growing pains or maybe as friction as we force ourselves into a role we don't really fit or even want. Now, as a lifelong victim of imposter syndrome, comparison thinking, and other mindset pitfalls, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at identifying the different kinds of resistance, although I still struggle with when to fight through and when to rest. I'm working on that, and we'll report back in a later episode. But instead, your homework today is to refine and redefine your lane, your element, your zone of genius for yourself. No Walter influence need apply. Here are three questions that I love to ask my clients when they are unsure of which version of themselves to showcase or which area of expertise to lean into. Number one, what do your clients or colleagues, if you're pre-client, most admire about your work? What about your personality? What do you most admire about the version of you that you bring into your work? See any patterns? Number two, what comes easily to you that challenges other people? What lessons did you have to learn the hard way? And what misconceptions turned into big aha moments for you? Number three. Where does your industry offend your integrity, ethics, or style? Or otherwise put, whom do your competitors neglect or downright abuse? Remember, no one is going to read these answers, so you don't have to post them on social media or commit them in a court of law. No false modesty allowed. Brag away, the bigger and bolder, the better. Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, Annie P. Ruggles. What if you never had to sell alone again? If you always felt safe and seen and supported in selling situations because you only had to show up as your best and also most ordinary self? You can profit just by being you without one gimmick one inch of sleaze. To find out more about our membership, visit www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Too Legitimate to Quit is written and hosted by me, Annie Passanisi Ruggles. Our editor and producer is Andrew Sims of Hypable. Our incredible earworm of a theme tune was composed and performed by Riley Horbacio. Our beautiful show art is by Francois Vigneault, and my beautiful, wonderful, amazing creative director, Georgia Curran, handles my social media accounts with care. Listen, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how your homework is going, what you think of the show or what topics you'd love to see covered here. Feel free to reach out to me on any platform with messaging. But the best for me are LinkedIn, where you'll find me under my name, Annie P. Ruggles, or on Instagram, where you'll find me at Annie And please don't forget to send this show to people that you think would benefit or to drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts that really helps our show grow. Until next week, remember... You're too legit to quit.